Welcome to our podcast series called Five Questions, Five Answers, in which we explore a few very important and recent U.S. trade policies affecting thousands of companies. But we have one goal in mind. We want to help you translate the legal into real-world business strategies. It's that simple. My name is Bridget Matisson, and I'm the director of North American Manufacturing here at Aaron Fox in Washington, D.C. Let's start. You know, most followers of our alerts and our podcast are well aware of the tensions between Washington and Beijing. They've been going on for some years now. These have hardly abated in recent months, certainly. Indeed, it seems that relations between the United States and China will only worsen. That tension is reflected in many areas, including in the arena of U.S. trade policy. Under the previous administration, the White House announced the imposition of special tariffs on a wide range of imports into the United States from China. These tariffs, usually called duties, continue to be applied by this administration, and these tariffs are called U.S. 301 tariffs. You will have heard the term. Now, do they apply to all products entering the United States? How does a company know? What should a company know? So to help us answer these questions, I've asked a colleague of mine, Leah Scarpelli, to help us out. Leah is an associate in our international trade practice, and she's been helping company executives, frankly, make sense of these tariffs. Leah, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. So I have come up with five questions, and these questions come from the variety of companies and clients and executives who have asked us some variation of the following questions. So question one, Leah, let's begin with the basics. Why these tariffs are called U.S. 301 tariffs, and what are the rates of duties that are applied? What's the U.S. objective in all of these tariffs? Sure. So Section 301 refers to the portion of the Trade Act of 1974 that grants the United States Trade Representative, or the USTR, authority to investigate and to take action against certain foreign trade practices. So in this case, the Section 301 tariffs on imports from China were originally targeted at Chinese intellectual property practice and the USTR's findings that those practices were discriminatory and burdened U.S. commerce. So currently there are four lists of products from China that are covered by these tariffs. Products on lists one, two, and three are subject to a 25% tariff and products on list 4A are subject to a 7.5% tariff. Got it. So can a company, uh, an importer, request an exemption or a waiver of these duties? And if the answer is yes, under what conditions and how? So sort of a complicated answer. When the tariffs first took effect in 2018, the USTR created a process for importers to request exclusions for specific products. And in considering whether to grant an exclusion, the USTR looked at the availability of the product in the U.S. and third countries outside of China, whether the tariffs caused severe harm to U.S. interests, and whether the product was strategically important or targeted by Chinese industrial programs like Made in China 2025. So through this process, the USTR granted a limited number of exclusions, but at this point, very few are 
extended and most have now expired. So as of the end of 2020, the vast majority of exclusions that were granted are no longer in effect. And there are only a few special exclusions for medical care and COVID response products that are remaining. That being said, the USTR recently reopened the process for parties to request reinstatements of a small number of exclusions that were previously extended. But to date, no exclusions have been granted as part of that process yet. I see. And many companies, Leah, use inputs or component parts from China and they assemble them or further manufacture them into their product lines before the finished product is imported into the United States. So say an automotive part from China used in the manufacture of a car assembled in Mexico, and that car is imported into the United States, would the 301 tariff apply in this instance? And how does that work? So whether the Section 301 tariff applies is dependent on a product's origin. So the tariff would continue to apply to the Chinese product unless it is substantially transformed in Mexico or the tariff classification changes so that it's no longer on any of the Section 301 products list. This is always a case-by-case determination. So if you think that your product has been substantially transformed, we recommend that you consult with counsel before making that determination on your own. Is the 301 tariff applied at the time of entry or time of import and separate and apart from other tariffs? Can you just walk me through an example, please? Yes, of course. So the Section 301 tariff applies in addition to all other applicable duties. So, for example, if a bearing from China subject to anti-dumping duties of 10 percent and a general customs duty of 5 percent is on Section 301 list one, a 40 percent tariff would apply at the time of import. So these tariffs can add up rather quickly. Yeah, I can see that. And in so many cases of heightened import scrutiny, it always does boil down to product classification and origin declaration, doesn't it? And so on that point, Leah, what can we expect in 2022? Is there any good news? And I guess I should ask you, how can Aaron Fox help? Sure. So we're not expecting these tariffs to go away, but we are hopeful that there will be more opportunities to request exclusions in 2022. The legality of the tariffs is also being challenged at the Court of International Trade. So that's another thing we'll be watching closely next year. We'll also be looking at China's performance under the phase one agreement negotiated by former President Trump and any steps the Biden administration takes to enforce that agreement or to engage with China on trade. At Aaron Fox, we have a large team with experience navigating trade with China so we can help importers to mitigate the impact of the Section 301 tariffs and to request exclusions from the tariffs if that process becomes available again. But to answer the first part of your question, yes, it does all come down to knowing the proper import compliance requirements, beginning with accurate import data. Listeners, I've asked my five questions. I could ask 50 more, and I'm sure you can also. You've heard the answers from Leah. You will have other questions like, well, how do I know my product is on list one, two, three, or four? And why is there a list one, two, three, and four? But our time is up. We know your time is valuable, and we plan these short podcasts to address the pressing trade issues of the day, those that we hear from our client work and our associations with the business community. As you have heard here, getting past the headline is our objective. I'd like to thank Leah. And to our listeners, I would particularly like to thank you for your time. We hope you found this podcast useful. I know I did. I always do. Smart in your world. For us, 
It's not simply a tagline. If you do have further questions for Leah or for me, you can find us both at the Aaron Fox website, or you can just email me directly at BridgetMatison at AaronFox.com. Stay well.